0: You're listening to the Two-Man Weave Podcast with your hosts Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. The Two-Man Weave show runs live every weekday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern.
1: This is the Two-Man Weave. Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport, NBA on Tuning. The NBA draft is coming up. Movement. I thought there was like a, like a, like a break period, man, you know, <laughs> on the NBA. You know, I, and I, I need to ask you this, Kenyon. Please, please help me with this, Okay. W- 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 what 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 are they trying to do with my Knicks and 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 why why is there a discussion of trading the 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 one the one good thing aside from Carmelo Anthony who I still believe is a very very good productive player but the the turmoil that they've put him through in New York uh is 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 is, is ridiculous how did this rumor come out about Kristaps Porzingis possibly being on the trade block like just tell me this Kenyon is this just some guy making this up or 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 is this like a real thing and and is it is it intentional like to put it out there? How do these rumors get started? Like I said it's like a soap opera.
2: Yeah, it's, it, it it could very well much have been somebody just throwing it out there or it could have truth to it. You know, it's probably one of them how people um I look at the Seattle um Seahawks mm-hmm. and everybody was up and roared that Richard Sherman was on the trading block. Well, right. he probably wasn't on the trading block. Teams probably call and ask, you know, would you be willing to? And the pro- and the answer probably was, yes, what are you offering? Right. You know, you know it's probably not he's on the trading block, but of course you're going to entertain it because you never know what you can get back from. It depends on what team's called. I'm saying Philly could have called, um, Boston could have called, um, anyone in that top five could have called. You know? Right. Off of that pick. I'm, I I'm So you never know what the the um the circumstances the, the circumstances are, you know. But him being on the trading block, uh, I don't know. But um if he is, you gotta get us um something back, or they might burn the garden down.
1: Yo, we need something back. <laughs> uh, uh we need something back. I, I don't understand this. The the other team that so far uh is moving and grooving, and I'm glad. And 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 is uh, is 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 the Lakers Magic Johnson and, and his new crew. They uh, they got rid of uh, D'Angelo Russell, who I'm always uh, quick to call D'Angelo Williams, the one of my favorite running backs, bruising running back in the NFL. Yes. Uh, which, by the way, Kenny, you, you, I'm just going to confirm one last time. I know you're a man of your word. We're coming up on the the pre pre, it's a little early pre fantasy football season. You're down for the first ever Michael Rapport invitational only fantasy football tournament. You know it, doggy. Oh, I cannot wait.
2: Listen, I told you, hey no. man, I'm down. Hey, I know a whole lot in this world, man. I know basketball. I I played football when I was younger, but I I think I know the sport pretty well, man, to be able to hang in there in y'all league, man, week okay. to week. You okay. know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I'm I'm definitely gonna try to win it. Okay. For sure for sure. But I pretty much guarantee I won't I, I'll be in there. You know what I'm saying? I'll be in the race.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. Um, D'Angelo uh, DeAngelo Williams is, is is definitely. I love that guy as a running back. But we're talking about D'Angelo Russell and the Los Angeles Lakers. They traded him to Brooklyn uh, for Brook Lopez.
2: What do you Mars think of Golf. Timothy Mozgolf.
1: Yeah, he gets traded every season. You think that guy unpacks like he he's hey, he's been moving had around? To.
2: Hey, they gave him seventy. Hey, listen. Jesus.
1: He had somebody gave unpack him for him. What?
2: And probably left all the stuff here.
1: You That's know, what nah. some people do when they get traded. They just leave everything.
2: Yeah, cause you go like, who wouldn't like? I like. Listen, don't get me wrong. Listen, New York is a lovely place, but I would can't beat this sunshine in Los Angeles, man.
1: <laughs> I agree. I agree. It's uh, it's it's hard to beat it. You know, the the, the lifestyle in Los Angeles, especially. Uh, I, I I imagine for an NBA player, um, it, it it's got to be a, a young. You're running, you're jumping, uh, you're playing basketball for either the Los Angeles Clippers or the Los Angeles Lakers. That's got to be a, a, a good lifestyle. Uh, what do you think of this trade? And, and what do you think so far uh, of Magic Johnson and Rob Palenka? I I, I think they're doing uh, doing well so far, and they're making moves and 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 setting uh, setting things up for the future. And and Paul George, you know who knows? It's like some of these rumors you don't know if you don't hear it out of their mouths. Yeah. But uh, you know he apparently he said he wants to come to LA, which makes sense. But so far, what what do you think of that trade of Brook Lopez um, to LA and D'Angelo to 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 Brooklyn, uh, which it, most likely Lonzo Ball is going to get picked uh, uh, the second pick by the Los Angeles Lakers, correct?
2: I don't know. Let's um, start with the move. Um, I like the move. Um, they made cap space. Um, they knocked off 16 million off the cap uh, moving forward with getting off Mars Golf contract and bringing in um bringing in Brook Lopez. I like Brooke Lopez. Um he he's he's evolved his game to where he um he can knock down open um face up shots. Um he can score his back to the basket. Uh he can rebound the ball better. Um but I'm saying but I like the move uh, for what they try to move forward and do. Um they're trying to get um like you said the whole Paul George thing is, has been thrown out there about him coming to Los Angeles um and joining the Lakers, but um, so we shall see. Um, it's all ifs and fifths right now, but they're making good moves. What they need to do to move forward, and I expect them to do some more come um tomorrow and the near future. Um, but with the pick, uh, I don't know, man. I'm uh, I'm not sold. Uh, I'm not sold on Alonzo Ball. Um, Alonzo Ball is the is the guy. Right. Um, I'm more of a Fox. Um, I like DeAndre Fox kid a lot. Um, he outplayed Ball. On two different occasions yep um so we'll see but um I really like the fox kid but I'm saying ball is a homegrown kid um to put fans in the seats a little more fans in the seats than the Lakers already get I can understand them getting a local kid but um if it's basketball and, and what we're trying to accomplish in athleticism and the competitiveness um you can't go wrong with either guy but if I'm picking if I'm making a pick I'm picking fox
1: wow. Yeah, I mean that's the little bit of the, the the rivalry um that that that's uh you know being talked about and you know DeAaron Fox uh you know well, you that, see what this pop said? Yeah, well, he he said that he he well I can't repeat it because No, yeah,
2: you can. That, hey hey listen, that word is not a hey, we hey if they putting it out there in the atmosphere, I don't think that's a bad word. We've said it on the air before, so
1: Oh yeah. Well, um
2: verbatim um I just looked at it. Uh all right,
1: please read it. He said something I about I just
2: tell Lavar go back and watch the film. Uh-huh. This is the De- De'Aaron's Fox dad, um, and he said my son already ate his ass up twice.
1: Twice. He said he ate his ass up twice. Yeah, that, hey, that
2: verbatim. Hey, that's, listen. That's, um, we're just quoting. Yeah, I'm just quoting. Listen, I, I'm, I'm looking at it right now on, on this little sports center. I'm on Instagram, um, sports center. I just tell LeVar to look at it, and my son already ate his ass up twice. In quotes, <laughs> quotations, yeah, so, yes. Yes. Um,
1: just, we're just reporting the news here. This is an NBA yeah, show, and we're definitely. just reporting the news.
2: Yeah, because I read well.
1: Yeah, yeah, I mean, I saw it plain as day.
2: Yeah, I read well, so um, I'm with him. I I I'm with him, man. Um, the proof is in the pudding, and with the whole thing of him not wanting to work out with nobody and him only working out for the for the Lakers, this, that, and the third, like I'm pretty sure De'Aaron Fox wanted to go work out with Ball. Right. You know I'm saying I'm pretty sure he did. You know, so um, that didn't happen, but we'll see who the Lakers decide to go with with the second pick.
1: Do you think if De'Aaron Fox winds up going to Sacramento? If you're if you're a 19 not. year old kid, does that suck? Yeah, I hope not. Is that like, just I, not fair?
2: Yeah, I, yeah, man. For him, man, because this they they're not doing anything right now or in the near future, man. Why um, not? That's a graveyard.
1: I don't understand. Like, I mean, you know, it's like I know those fans were great at, at, during the Chris Webber, Mike Bibby, uh, uh Vladdy Devach years, but it's like, you know, get it together, man. I mean, get it. I don't understand. Like, why is it? Like a dumping ground. I don't. It's not fair to anybody. It's not fair to the fans. It's not fair to the league. They're in the state of California. It's not like they're on like some island somewhere. But it feels like is like this island to itself when it comes to the NBA.
2: Yeah, man. You just have to look at management, man. You have to start up top. <laughs> like, like everything starts up top with decision making. You know, from the owner, g- president, GM, co- like it starts up top, man. Um, the players can only do so much. The players they they can go out and play, but if you don't have the if you don't have the tools you need, am sitting on the bench, and, and and then the tools are the players. Then you're gonna struggle. They can be young. Um, you got rid of your best player, DeMarcus Cousins. Jeez. You know, just think about it. Like they got rid of their best player. So yeah. what do you expect moving forward? Like that's my whole thing. Like what do you expect moving forward?
1: Yeah, I mean, if I was this kid or any kid, I mean, you know, you you're excited to make it to the league. You know, but once you get over the, uh, you know, the excitement of that, you you, you want to get down to business. You want to play ball. You want to learn, and, and eventually you want to start winning. And uh, you know, Sacramento, man, I I just don't I don't understand it because I remember when they were threatening to, to to get rid of that franchise. I was like, they you know they have such good fans there, but I'm like something is not right there, man. Seattle would be you know they'd be so happy to have a franchise up there. Oh, what? Se- you know what I'm saying?
2: That'd be ecstatic, man, to get a franchise back up there. It's a sports town, man. They love, they love basketball. They love football. They love ba- baseball. Is it's one of them situations, man, where if they, if yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's just unfortunate, man, that 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 the fans of Sacramento have to put up with that, man. It's just like the Knicks and a few other. Listen, it's the the Nets, man. It's a it's a Philly over the last few years. You know, it's just a, a laundry list of teams, man. That, that 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 have been in this position too often as of late. No, don't have a chance of being successful.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's ridiculous. And it
2: starts with management.
1: That's where it is, huh?
2: Yes, it starts with management, man. That, 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 that's where it has to start. All right, this you're is, picking these players.
1: They're picking these players. They're dealing away their best players for uh, for uh, you know, chop liver. Yes. Uh, this is the two man weave. The NBA on TuneIn. We're taking calls 844-635-6684. Coming up next, we're gonna have Antoine Walker. Uh, I'm going to get to talk to him, find out where his, head, head's, at, his head's at with the draft, what he was uh, thinking about uh, You know, when he was getting ready to dra- be drafted in 96. Another person in that draft was a gentleman by the name of uh, Bryant, Kobe Bryant, who turned out to be a pretty decent player. Um, I want to ask you, Kenyon, did you see the 30 for 30 um, best of enemies? Uh, yes. Okay, I want to talk to you about that uh, when we come back. Uh, but coming up next, um, Antoine Walker. It's the NBA on TuneIn. This is uh, Kenyon Martin, Michael Rappaport. Stay tuned. Two-Man Weave with Antoine Walker. we come right back.
0: Welcome back to the Two-Man Weave podcast. Here are your hosts, Michael Rappaport
1: and Kenyon Martin. All right, we're back on the Two-Man Weave. NBA on TuneIn. This is Michael Rappaport. We have Antoine Walker on the phone. Antoine, how you doing? I'm doing good, Mike. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. I haven't spoken to you since the uh since the playoffs, since the finals ended. Uh it was very uh for me, I was completely emotionally invested. I was out of my mind. <laughs> um well, what is your takeaway from that? From from these finals, man? Um
3: I mean, obviously game 3 really changed the complexion of the series if they Didn't give up that lead and was able to hold on that game three. I I think we'd have been looking at a seven game series, but um, you know you got to give Golden State credit. They they prevailed in game three. Kevin Durant made a couple big shots there in the fourth quarter, and Cleveland kind of gave it away right there. Um, You got to give Cleveland a lot of props for one not getting swept and playing a very competitive game in game four, Um, but they were they were outmatched. They didn't have enough scoring um, to keep up with Golden State. Um, LeBron James and Kyrie Irving having to play 40 minutes plus was very difficult for them to do, uh, to be productive come the fourth quarter. And we saw that in game five with the defensive mistakes that they made, only being down five to start the fourth quarter, but not able to get the stops that was needed and play at that consistent high level that was needed to be the good Golden State team.
1: Now, Antoine, I was emotionally invested in these finals. Now, since the finals, uh, I haven't seen... Draymond Green I haven't seen Steph Curry I haven't seen Kevin Durant and I haven't seen Klay Thompson but every single day I wake up to social media I see LeBron James getting his head shaved I see him doing uh (laughs) weird acts of balancing on rubber balls he's got a sword in one hand he's balancing doing some sort of Pilates trick chest naked uh why don't these guys just go play ball in the summertime? What's with all the contraptions? What's with all the, the stunts, the swords? I mean, are they magicians or basketball <laughs> players? You know, you're, you're not that much older than, than these guys. You were drafted in 96, and I want to hear about your drafting. But w- w- these summer workouts where they're going through, you know, they're jumping over cones and they're doing obstacle obstacle courses, I, I don't want to see LeBron James uh, chest naked on a rubber ball doing a, holding a sword. Let me see you shoot some hoops, man. also, you lost. <laughs> Go away for a couple of months. Let us let us miss you, and then come back. You know, like the the, the, the what? Uh, what did you do in the summer times? Um, I I have to agree with you, Mike.
3: I, I agree with you. I don't I don't understand these guys' methods of working out. Now um, I'm kind of a throwback. You know, hired as trainer Tim Grover, lifted weights regularly. The regular lift weights a couple days upper body, couple days lower body, and got in the gym and tried to work on my game and work on things that I thought that I wasn't good at. If I couldn't, you know, if I couldn't make a, you know, a 17-footer, you know, went in there and shot 517 footer right. But thought I was a gym rep. I loved to play. So, that was a big thing for me. I loved to play, get up and down, compete against guys. I always, you know, would travel, if not be in Chicago. We used to have a great run in Chicago. But I would go to L.A. and play at UCLA. Right. I would go to Las Vegas and go to Joe Bonazard and play in that, that mm-hmm. run there. So I would change the run just so I could play some competitive basketball. I thought that was the best way to get in shape is to play ball four or five days a week. But now these guys have the individual trainers. And I think that's why these guys get hurt so much. Not, I agree. Not, Lebr- not LeBron James. You know, him, he's been unbelievable the way he's been able to take <laughs> care of his body. Um but the rest of these guys and all these interests that we see, I think it's because of the lack of um, of working out in the summer and doing the traditional things and everybody's trying all this different stuff does not conduce to being a good basketball player. You know, basketball training is totally different than football training and, and so on and so on. So I think you have to do basketball training to get yourself prepared for an NBA season.
1: I agree. I, I don't get it. You know, I, I don't understand. I mean, who am I to talk? You know, my my, my biggest physical accomplishment at the age of forty-seven, is um uh, guaranteed to be able to touch my toes. Other than that, I got nothing to brag about.
3: <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's it's actually crazy. I mean, I don't know. It seems like and I mean, seems like these guys are working out now to, so they can wear the skinny jeans and the tight clothes, right? More so than than working on their basketball ability and trying to get better on a day-to-day basis. But you know, you got to give LeBron credit. He's been able to take care of his body. He's been pretty much injury-free throughout his whole career. It's not a missed a lot of games. So whatever he's doing is working for him, but for a lot of these guys, it's a lot of different things that as it's not working. You're seeing guys tearing the ACL on the same knee, guys getting two ACLs. There's a lot of different things that's going on that's kind of got me shot.
1: I agree. Um, so the a NBA draft is looming. Uh, if, you could, if you could slip back into time, we're going back now almost 20 years, 21 mm-hmm. years since since you were drafted in in, in 96. Where was your head, uh, uh, you know, the the day before the draft, the day of the draft? Like, how excited were you? How aware were you? Where you were gonna get uh, picked in the draft? What team you were gonna get picked by? Like, what what was going on in your head as a young kid? Uh, uh, you know, a couple of days before the draft.
3: I mean, obviously excited, but I worked out for nine teams, uh, pretty much from uh, two to eleven. So I worked out for those teams. So. I uh, really didn't know where I was going. I felt good about my workouts. I felt like I, I worked out very well for just about everybody. I um, mean, you just kind of get with your agent, to be honest with you. You're you really on your agent at that point and trying to figure out where you're going to possibly go. Uh, but another thing I, I was thinking about, I just want to get drafted. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I really didn't care what number I went. Um, this is I'm, I'm about to fulfill a dream of, of, of mine that I've always worked so hard for. A dream come true to be able to, one, to make it to the NBA and play at the highest profession, but also to be able to provide for my family. So I was excited. Uh, didn't really care what number. That's why I get surprised when I see nowadays these guys limit their workouts to certain teams and that and that stuff. Well, I would just rather, this is the best, this is the funnest time of year where you want to work out for everybody. Mm. But this is a great time for those, these guys right now. Um, exciting period in their life. Hopefully these guys are not caught up. You know, you look at Alonzo Ball, you know, hopefully he doesn't, what if he doesn't get picked two? Mm-hmm. Uh, is he still going to be happy if he goes four? I mean, just stuff like that. You hope these guys don't don't take that for granted, of uh, uh, being able to make it to the next level and don't get caught up in the numbers
1: thing. So what do you think of this draft? You, your Celtics, your guy Danny Ainge, uh, you know, he wheeled and dealed. Philadelphia now has the first pick. It's looking like uh, Fultz is going to go number one. Ball's going to go number two. You know, Josh Jackson might go number three. Uh, 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 where, where do you think things are at right now? And, and if you had the number one pick, would it be Markel Faults based on what you know? Well, um, being him on the West Coast, I didn't really get to see
3: him much. And obviously, as we get close to the draft, I've got to watch a lot of film on him. Um, he looks like he's a guy can score. One thing I do like about folks is he's played well against rent teams. Right. So he shows up when it counts. Um, that's one thing. You look at his numbers, he, I think he averaged like 22 points a game against ranked <laughs> teams. So um, I, that really stands out to me. Uh, but I like the fact that, well, I like what Philly and the Celtics did. They get their guy that they feel like they can fit into their team and their system. Mm-hmm. And I think that's more important than anything. When you get your guy that can come in and fit into your system and and that's what it looks like what's gonna happen with Philly. Um the Celtics I think this was smart by them. They wasn't sold. They had they had folks there for two days and, and they wasn't sold that he could come in. And you gotta remember they got a two time um all star point guard there, you know, already. So right. they didn't have to panic and they've got him for a discounted price right now. So they didn't have to panic on the point guard position. I think that's why Danny moved down. They need some more athletic perimeter play. If you look at what LeBron James did to them uh, in the Eastern Conference Finals, I mean, they just didn't have enough bodies to throw at him. So that's why Josh Jackson and Jason Tatum sounds a little bit more attractive for them if they could have any opportunity or believe that they could contend uh, against the uh, and Cavaliers. So I like the, the position that they did. I think obviously you look at what the Lakers did last night. And, and the trade for uh, D'Angelo Russell kind of kind of shows up that they're going to take Ball. I like Ball. I think he's going to be a great point guard in this league, uh, especially with Magic Johnson being there on a day-to-day basis, mm-hmm. being able to help him become a, a great point guard. And then after that, I mean, I like the talent in this draft. I think it's very deep, and I think the team's going to draft based off me.
1: All right, Antoine, I want you to keep it 175% real here with me, okay? Yes. I want you to get focused into reality. <laughs> and I, I I need some yeah. insight. Okay, you know what's up. You were drafted, you were traded, you played in the league. You know the ins and outs of the NBA. Where do these frickin' rumors come from? Two being this. Here's, here's the two rumors that are, that, are, that are driving me crazy. Number one, and most obvious today, okay? Where do these rumors come from? They might trade Christophe Porzingis. They're looking to trade Christophe Porzingis. Is this just come out of thin air? Is this is this is this just some is this just some guy who's looking to make news and then it catches on like wildfire? Obviously, when you played in the league, you know. I mean, it, it, in the last three, four, five years, it's gotten crazy. But when you played in the league, the social media effect wasn't the same. You know, not everybody had a podcast, not everybody had an opinion. There wasn't everybody had Twitter. There wasn't seventeen thousand experts. Please tell me, where does a rumor like that come from? Or is it just like this is a rumor because it's actually a real thing?
3: I think the media guys, you know, the guys on ESPN, the, these all these big-time so-called reporters, they they get in, they befriend guys. They act like they're, they're guys' best friend, and they use guys for information. So, you know, sometimes guys get friendly with them and start talking to these guys. But I think, you know, like especially with the Knicks situation and Christophe Porzingis, it's only one trait, I mean out there for him, uh for the Knicks. And that's if you're dealing with the Celtics. I mean, you know, if the Knicks wanted to blow up everything, even though I know Kristaps Porzingis is young and he's a I love him. I think he's a guy you build around. But that's the only trade rumor or trade situation that even makes sense if they do something with the Celtics. So I'm like you, I don't believe that's true. I don't think Phil is gonna trade his best asset that he has, especially with the mellow situation going on and, he hasn't been particularly great over the last couple of years in his signing, so I don't think that's the one bright spot that he has going for himself. So I don't think that's that's really an option. But I just think these reporters get in with the agents, um, and they, they you know they kind of befriend them, and act like they're just their boys, and, and guys start shoving them information, and, and, and start. And then there's some people that put with social media, you could put some stuff together right now, Mike. Man, you can start a rumor. Right Let's now. start a rumor people right put, now. Let's start we, a rumor right start. now,
1: because Antoine Walker, you need to explain to me. Please help me. I haven't slept in 36 hours. Explain this to me. <laughs> How can you blow up the blow up? How can you rebuild on the rebuilding that hasn't actually been built yet? We're talking about training Christophe Porzigas. You say you mentioned blowing up, blowing up what? We're already in the ground. The 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 the, the building's already <laughs> decimated.
3: I know, but let's. It's only one move, though. I know, I know you're a huge Knicks fan. I know it's your team. Listen, but it's only one move that makes sense, and that's to the Celtics.
1: But to the get Celtics- who though? Kristaps Porzingis is a, is a real basketball player.
3: He is a real basketball player. But just just ponder over this, Mike. If they were to make the move with the Celtics, you get the Celtics three pick. You pick eight, and you make them give you a one of their young pieces, a Jalen Brown, maybe. That is, is and you get an eighteen pick, you, you get because Puzigas is going to be a, I mean, you're going to get four or five players for him. I mean, his value has got to be. It's
1: got to be high.
3: Gotta, yeah, it's got to be high. So you, you got to think about four or five players for him. That's the only way it makes sense that you can justify <clears throat> to New York fan base and and judging from your response from that. You don't want to hear nothing but you're just keeping
1: them. So, I, I, we're we're so messed up right now. I mean, like you know, like I said, you know, we're rebuilding on the rebuild. What about this rumor? Again, I don't know where these things come from and and it's like if we have a personal conversation, I don't understand how this gets to the media. The whole Jimmy Butler going to Cleveland and that somebody in Cleveland or Cleveland players or LeBron being the person said, you know, don't come here, you know, you don't want any part of this. And I, I like is this a rumor again too or is this just like LeBron and and, and if and if LeBron is planning on leaving and he's telling Jimmy Butler uh, 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 you know, I'm leaving in 2018. I don't want, I don't want you to come here. How, how does that make Kyrie Irving and Kevin Love feel? You know, but like, is that a rumor? Is that fact? I know you can't, you know, say, for, you know, for sure what it is. But again, is this just made out of thin air? Because it seems too specific to just pop out of nowhere.
3: Well, you got. Let's be realistic. You know, it's, it's not necessarily true because it, they don't have the pieces to move to 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 acquire Jimmy Butler. The Bulls are going to want some picks back. They're right. going to probably want – I mean, let's get granted. Kevin Love is, has a lot of value, and that's the only valuable asset that they probably have right now, that they'll be willing to move. So, I mean, the Bulls are not going to take on Kevin Love uh, without getting some junk draft picks. I think Cleveland doesn't have a draft pick to 2021 or something like that, something crazy. Mm-hmm. So they don't have they don't have any draft picks. So you can kind of read through the lines of that. I think everybody just looks at the finals and looks at that LeBron James needs another guy, um, another star on his team that can can play, that can defend, maybe defend Kevin Durant or at least try try to challenge Kevin Durant defensively Mm -hmm. and allow LeBron a chance to to maybe take a four-minute break in the game. Right. And I think people look at that, and so that's why Paul George's name is out there. That's why Jimmy Butler. I mean, I think the craziest thing is that they're willing to rent Paul George for one year.
1: Yeah, you know, I think people that's talk nuts. about that.
3: I think that's crazy. I mean, but if it's talks, and I think this is what LeBron does. That he just done great as a player. Is he's in, he's in his self where he's been the guy where he's had the leverage and he has the leverage again in 2018 where he can go somewhere else again. So um, it's hard to say. But I think LeBron. The only thing LeBron can play for right now is championships. He's right. got to focus in and just play championships. We all understand that. But they got to try to figure it out. They kind of handcuffed themselves with the, with the contracts of Tristan Thompson and J R Smith and Amon Schaubert, so they don't have a lot of cap flexibility. So it's gonna be tough. But I think I'm like you. Mike. those are all just rumors, somebody just make up because some things just don't make sense.
1: I hear you. All right, Antoine, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, to join us on the Two Man Weave. I love the insight. I love the information. And uh, uh, you know, and, and I'll talk to you soon, my friend. I, I appreciate you uh, you you know you you, you joining me here. All right, Mike. Thanks for having me on. All right, Antoine. I'll talk to you soon.
0: You're listening to the Two Man Weave Podcast. We'll be right back with more after this.
1: This two-man weave is now officially a three-man weave. CB? Karan Butler is with us on the phone. What's going
0: on, family? Tough juice. What's good, fam? What's up, brethren?
1: (laughs) Chilling, man. Um, Out Out here in these streets. Already. Yeah, well, what are you hearing in these streets, Karan? Because I'm hearing two (laughs) things, okay? Uh, It's it's moment to moment over here. And you know, you were with me. You were right there with me driving. Sometimes I was in the passenger seat. Sometimes you guys were in the front. I was in the back. You guys stuffed me in the trunk. You know I get (laughs) emotional with my basketball. The two things that are brewing moment to moment, it could change literally while I'm speaking to you guys, are number one is... Christophe Porzingis is going to be traded by the end of this conversation. And number two is Chauncey Billups. I'm watching the news. I'm on the Twitter. I'm on the Snapchats. I'm every single place. Chauncey Billups is looking like he's going to be the GM. You guys give it to me. You guys know. You guys text people. Okay? You speak to people. You're in the know. I'm just a lunatic who shows up to NBA Finals with a broom, sometimes a plunger. Give it to me straight, you guys. Please.
0: I think... You know, for me, I just, you know, I don't think Porzingis going to be traded. Um, anything can happen. You know, obviously he's a huge asset, but he's he's so young, he's so talented. I don't even think that he even scratched the surface on what he's capable of being, you know, going forward. And I think he's the biggest asset on that roster. So, you know, going forward, I think you'll want to build around him, you know. And, you know, the Chauncey Billups situation, look, I'm I'm happy for him. If he if he do get the job, you know, just having that uh, that that job up top and being a, being a general manager, obviously that's a blessing. And you know, I know it's going to be a lot of landmines that he's going to be walking on. And the situation what he's walking into is a lot of uncertainty because we don't know the pulse of the Cleveland Cavaliers. And once he get inside there, you know, he's going to have a different uh, you know view that you know some of us just don't understand from the outside looking in. And I don't want that first situation to be, you know, possibly his last situation because you know how they do, you know, guys walking into situations like that, they've done it in the past and they never get a legit shot at this thing again. But right. you know, if anybody can fix it, it's Chauncey because he's stable. Um, I think he understands the game inside out. I actually know he understands the game inside out. Uh he's a guy that can manage personalities and you know, plant the right seeds in any organization. Um, he has a championship pedigree, has, a, you know, just something about him that, you know, that just, you know, speaks excellence and it speaks volumes. But it's a lot of uncertainty there. You don't know if LeBron even going to be there,
1: you oh know, past goodness. this year.
0: Oh you know, and, yeah, and if you're a general manager, you know, do you just let, you know, still, you know, the best player on the planet walk away from your team and your organization or do you try to get assets for him? You know, do you want to be the guy that's the guy that traded LeBron James? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of stuff that's out there, and man, it's it's a lot to deal with.
1: What, what 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 happened with Griff Griffin, the the GM of 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 Cleveland, who apparently from I mean, listen, I ain't no expert, but he got everybody that uh, LeBron wanted. You know, they they won the championship last year. They could have won game three. We were we were all at game three. Uh, Durant, you know, came up with that big shot. They were in the mix. Even um, game five, um, you know, the Warriors closeout game, we watched it together. The three of us watched it together. It was still a very, very competitive game. You know, why is it all of a sudden like they're talking about blow it up You know, as opposed to, like, you could add a piece, add a piece, you know, here and there, you know, and and re-up. You know, it feels like it's like panic season in in Cleveland. What happened with this GM? Why did they let him go?
0: Well, look, this is a what-have-you-done-for-me league, lately league, and you you seen immediately earlier in this season where LeBron was like, I need these pieces, I need a playmaker, I need this, you know, I don't have that much longer playing at a high level like this, you know what I mean? Like, and he said it out of his own mouth. You know, I could play at this level another three, possibly four years, and then, you know, things are going to be a little different. And obviously, it seemed like the manage the management over there feel absolutely the same way. And, you know, going forward, it's going to be interesting to see how they attack it. You know, they're trying to get quality players and different pieces over there, but how many assets do they really have besides LeBron, Kyrie, and possibly Kevin Love? You know, he he had an exceptional season. So his 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 stock is extremely high right now, and if you go get a Paul George or a guy like that, do you think one of those guys uh possibly resign for the long haul to stay in Cleveland or Paul George? He already came out publicly and said his ultimate destination is to be in Los Angeles. You know, so guys like that, they're not gonna stay there. So you'll be renting them for possibly one year you'll be seeing LeBron possibly leaving at the end of the season next year in free agency to obviously go out west. And then possibly Kyrie not wanting to be in that situation either because, you know, he's come accustomed to being accustomed. Yeah, he's come accustomed to winning titles and being there in the thick of it. And let's just face it, man, nobody's assembled right now to beat the Golden State Warriors. So going forward, it's going to be them in the pitcher, you know, barring no in injury or anything like that, and I don't see no team assembled out there right now that can beat
1: them. Kenyon.
2: Yeah, hey, Karan is absolutely correct. You know what I'm saying? I agree with him. Um Yeah, I don't Yeah, I don't I don't have anything to say. Hey, I just hey, I agree, brother. <laughs>
1: now, let, let me ask you guys a question. Okay? We 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 were in the thick of things during the during these finals. Okay, I know Chauncey about as well as I know you guys. I've hung out with him. You know, I'm friendly with him. You know, I have tremendous respect for him, just like I have you guys. Now, you guys, are, let's say you're the GM or you're, you're, you're working for the Cleveland Cavaliers in some capacity. Who knows? You see me, Michael Rappaport, your friend, uh, someone you know, show up to the arena with a broom, a rake, or a plunger of the team that you are now working for. Do you say, get this lunatic out of here? Do you tackle me yourselves? Uh, am I am I excluded from uh, ever ever participating in anything that has to do with this team? I just want your personal opinions because I love Chauncey, uh, uh, and, and I don't want to breach our friendship. But listen, I, the heart must do what the heart must do. Now, if we get into the deep throes of the playoff next season, who knows? Who knows what I might show up with? Who knows I might bring a hula hoop? Anybody, anything, anything could happen. I want to hear. How do you think that might be dealt with? Like, is Chauncey going to be like, Rappaport, you're 86 from this joint. Please, share this with me.
2: Yeah, that's a great possibility.
1: <laughs>
2: Chauncey by this business, baby.
0: <laughs> yeah, you ain't coming in the arena, man. After what you, just, what you yeah, pulled what off you, this last set yeah, in the finals, bringing a yeah. broom, posting a dust buster. You know what I mean? Kenyon was out there, man. You came the
1: man brought a plunger out there
2: man. <laughs> yeah, hey listen, man. Hey.
1: Yo, that was you impressive. You ain't coming around
2: you. Hey, that was impressive.
1: Oh my goodness, man. This is the two-man weave. It's officially a three-man weave. I have two. I have two people I could toss it up to uh to get up there on the break. Karan, what do you remember about the time in your life 24 hours before you were about to get drafted? Bunch of these kids' lives are going to be changed. They're all so young. What was going on through your head this period uh, uh, before the draft when when you were about to get uh, – your your dream come true and a dream that so few people get to achieve. Everybody likes to play ball. Everybody has hoop dreams. But so few of you guys actually get to achieve it. What do you remember about that time in your life?
0: It was just a special time, man, uh, a time where we was all reflecting and just talking about the journey of, you know, what it took to get there. And, you know, I, I was able to share it with a – You know, obviously my family, my foundation. I was raised by a bunch of women, my mother being my mother and father, my grandmother filling the void of my father not being there. Um, My aunts, you know, I had five aunties, Amy, Tina, Kathy, Claire, Reese, you know, all of them being on set, on site, just, you know, uh, supporting me in that moment. And then I had a lot of people from the city, man, small county, racing, Wisconsin, you know, uh, drove up New York, had a couple cars overheat. Mm. But they still got there. it was there to represent, man. You know, and it was just a special moment because been through so much adversity to get on that platform and, you know, to be doubted your whole life, your whole career, obviously not even from a, a sporting event like a basketball standpoint, but just in life in general. You know, we don't supposed to make it. You know, we're not supposed to be up there. Right. You know, and to be up there and see your ultimate goal and your ultimate dream come true – it was just a moment that, you know, I'll forever remember. And my family was there to to witness it. And it was a game changer for my family for generations.
1: I'm sure. I'm sure. If you were a GM, okay, and you had the number one pick, okay, to start a team around with all these names, all these kids. You know, we've talked about it. It's been analyzed. There's fantasy drafts. There's analytics. There's coaches. There's, you know – idiot lunatics like myself, there's professionals. Who would you pick in this draft, number one? Like, who's going to be the person in five years who they're going to be saying, that guy they picked in 2017, he really turned out to be something? Forget the names. Forget who has the pick. Like, out of all these names, who do you think is the most impressive basketball player?
0: If I was in that position as the Boston Celtics and I had the number one pick, I would have traded and went and got a guy like Paul George I'm, that we're right there on the cups. We just made it to the Eastern Conference finals. I would have tried to go out there and, you know, compete and dethrone the Cleveland Cavaliers and compete in the finals. But with that being said, uh, I think Markel folks is the guy that, you know, has, you know, potential star power. You know what I mean? He's a guy that can, you know, handle the ball. Um, he can do a lot of, you know, amazing things with the ball. He's a, a great facilitator. Um, obviously, he needs to work on his outside shot and things like that. But when you look at similarities and comparisons, you can compare him to a guy like a Kyrie Irving. You know, not with the you know unique finishes around the basket, not yet. But he has that elusiveness where he can get to the paint and do some things. And he's extremely explosive as well. And the reason I compare those guys is because you look at both of their collegiate careers. Kyrie not playing much, and then you saw flashes of folks as well. But then, you know, hobbled by the knee injury. But you know, looking great in the workouts and looking like he's ready to, you know, hit the ground running to the NBA.
1: Two man weave, officially now a three man weave. You know, we're seeing all these videos of uh, of uh, the king <coughs> on social media, working out, <laughs> not working out. No, I'm, I'm gonna keep it. I'm gonna keep it real clean above the belt. When you guys finish playing your, your seasons, I know it changes. You know, you, as your family grows, kids and all this stuff. What was the one thing in your offseason, like the most fun thing you did, both of you guys, that you'll always remember, whether it was a trip, whether it was Team USA, whether it was Team Net, whether it was just, yo, I'm an NBA player, I have the money to go to blah, blah, blah. Both of you guys, what's the one thing that you remember the most or one thing that you can, you know, share with me about the offseason season? That like the, reaping the, the the fruits of your benefits or playing somewhere or just something like I can't believe my life has afforded me this opportunity to do this in the off season.
2: Um, until I can go. Um, for me, it's just being able to take my kids on summer vacation every summer, man. I'm saying, spent so much time away over the years. I was playing for 15 years. Um, spent so much time away from them during the season, school years, missing, missing um, recitals, missing things at the school throughout my career. Um. But, yeah, just being able to take them on summer vacation, man, every summer. Um, I wasn't able to do that um, when I was a kid. I um, couldn't afford it. You know, so just being able to take them places that I never got to see myself, you know what I'm saying, so us experiencing that together, you know what I'm saying, So and, and being able to take my mom and my son like, uh, in order for them to go places that they never would have got to see without me being in this position.
1: That's dope. Karan?
0: Yeah, I would have to say the same thing as Kenya, man. You know, just generations of prayer to – you know, financially be stable and be able to, you know, take them, you know, beyond the city limits and, you know, head down 94 and hop on the plane where, you know, none of us have never been on the plane or anything like that and, you know, travel, and not worry about, you know, anything. You mm-hmm. know, go to a destination where there's no mosquitoes uh-huh. and you can put your feet up in a hammock and just relax and just. You know, just soak all in the, the good life, man, and and it, it's no dark cloud over you or anything like that. So it was a great feeling to be able to do that, and we've done that for years now, and we come accustomed to it.
1: That's dope. All right, Karan, I'm going to let you go. I appreciate the time. Yes, sir. Um, Always love talking to you. Um, I'm going to be at a hardware store looking for some <laughs> tools and instruments.
0: Um, hey, man, don't get nothing else. <laughs> I don't know what else you can pull out. Yo, I'm, I'm gonna give out. I'm gonna give out your tip, man, so you stay away from uh, all the hardware stores and everything, man. This man tried
1: to go get a rake.
2: <laughs> yeah, hey, listen, he had his mind.
1: Yo, Karan, I <laughs> he told out you out of
2: his mind.
1: If there was Game Six, I, I was dead up. I was bringing a rake I'm back to <laughs> Cleveland, man. If nothing else, but to protect myself from the great passionate fans out there in Cleveland. It's all fun. It was so much fun. I, I, I said this to you guys before, yo. Being able to experience those finals and have your guys insight and have you there rocking with me and just, you know, going through with you guys. Honestly, as a fan, I was telling my wife this the other day. I was like, yo, just as a fan, I I, I literally felt like I was 15 years old. It was so much fun because at the end of the day, that's all I am as a fan. And to be able to rock with you guys and just, you know, do the show and do the NBA on TuneIn and just, you know, be a part of the, the, the whole thing. In any capacity. It, it, honestly, was something I'll, I'll never forget. I just had a ball. So I, I appreciate that. I appreciate you calling in, Karan. Um, this is the NBA on TuneIn, Two Man Weave. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. We're talking more basketball, more NBA, more Big Three. Stay tuned, NBA on TuneIn, Two Man Weave.
0: Thank you for listening to the Two Man Weave podcast with your hosts, Michael Rappaport and Kenyon Martin. Listen to the show live weekdays from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern.